y'all. You're listening to episode 5 of Fly in the Milk, a podcast where a random black girl talks about random things that she has observed and has um, experienced in the world. Um, I hope that you're doing great listening in today. Um, And if it's your first time, welcome. My name is Anastasia, and I also go by ALA. Well, professionally, that is. If you're interested in anything else going on with me, um, feel free to check out my Instagram at ala.artparty. Over there you'll find uh, illustrations and random things where I be just, eh, cutting up all by myself. And sometimes with the permission of some of the people who pay me to do commissions for them. So, um, yeah. Um, But anyway... Um, it's yet another slow day, um, quietly trying to keep myself motivated as, um, the afternoon sort of creeps on, and I, I find that oftentimes, if, um, it's a bit slow for me in the afternoon, that's usually when I might just take a nap, um, though this doesn't apply at all to what I'll be talking about today, um. I I just think it's really important to take moments and to take inventory in yourself. Um, if you notice it's a bit of a lull period, it's okay to pump the brakes, come to a complete stop, and go lay down. There's no shame in that. Um, I've joked with my sister a couple times, and maybe with a couple of friends, I'm not really sure. It's been a while since I've said it, but um, I still find it to be true that uh, babies have it all sorted out, you know, they, they poop, they pee, they eat, and they sleep, and though the little crying and the sort of calls for help in between is what makes it sort of difficult sometimes with babies, they really got the essentials together, like, they're, like, truly in the purest of survival modes, um, while they're all squishy and vulnerable, so, you know, it's okay to go lay down and take a take a nap it's okay though I'm not sure if I will I'm saying that I might um, there are other things that I do too when it's a slow day and I can talk about that some other time <laughs> So today is kind of a weird one. Um, I wanted to tell two stories, actually, that were both tied to a similar theme. I'm trying to remember how long ago they happened, but I do know it was like maybe in the last six to eight months, maybe. Um, I wish I had maybe wrote it down. But since I just kind of remember interactions that made me feel a certain way, they always sort of float in the back of my head until I'm ready to share them. Um, or until I'm ready to process them out loud. Um, I'm sure I'm not the only one who operates that way. But in the case of these two stories, um, they're tied directly to what you'll see in the title. Um, And before I tell them, I just kind of wanted to give myself a bit of grounding because it's so strange seeing between the two countries in which I've lived, between the U.S. and Japan, how people who are from 
you know, their specific countries um, are just so scared of outsiders, are just so against the others, you know, the out, the out, the outward things separate from themselves. And I'm going to tie this into something else I'll, I want to think about in the end of this podcast. But for now, I just wanted to just think about how strange it is that, you know, I know, I know and have met so many Americans who are super, well, not super, but patriotic in a sense. And similarly in Japan, there are people who are just like, you know, Japan is number one. And it's just like, is it though? (laughs) Is it though? I guess is what I'm asking. Um, In Japan, they have this sort of like island nation mentality where sometimes if they overstep a boundary, um, they'll blame it on their ignorance and their being an island nation um, with island mentalities. But it's just that's just that's such a, a slough off excuse for not wanting to improve. Um, and this applies to Americans as well. You'll often hear people say, hey, if you don't like it here, won't you just leave? And it's just like it's not that simple. Like we can like a place, love a place even and still be able to speak on it. So. With all that in mind, both both of these tales run in the vein of um, the casual interactions that happen sometimes at the grocery store not too far from me. Um, everyone's got to eat. And so, though I always try to be in and out, there are sometimes I get an opportunity to overhear conversations or partake in them myself. And so, I wanted to share um, conversations with, in both cases, elder um white people that I just made me feel some kind of way. Story one. I was shopping around um, for some herbs and spices before backing around to um, grab some fresh greens. And when I was looking for some greens to take, um, I was just kind of standing there looking around. And of course, keep in mind that it's a pandemic. So, you know, availability of certain things isn't always there. There are certain holes trying to think about what I wanted to buy. And this elderly white male, probably in his late 50s, early 60s, was also looking for something too. And so... Um, (laughs) this is sometimes where it's like, as I'm thinking of the story, I go, man, this is my own fault. This happened. But that's just an intrusive thought. Like, it's okay to be nice to strangers. But in this particular case, I initiated um, speaking and I said to the man, oh, I hope you can find what you're looking for. Because, you know, it's slim pickings in that case. Um, He says to me, you know, yeah, just trying to find, you know, something real quick for lunch or something along those lines. And so as we're both looking, uh, he kind of like looks at me and he goes, you know, my uh, brother's uh, wife, my sister-in-law, she's uh, from the Philippines. And I was like, okay. And he was like, and uh, she said, you know, I was talking to her about, um, what 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 should happen you know what happens in the philippines to like people who can't like take care of themselves like you know you know you know you know certain types of people you know and i was just like oh 
okay. I'm asking myself in my head, like, where is he going with this? Since it's kind of left field. So to kind of, you know, come right to the straight point of it, he basically went down this kind of spiral of thought saying that, um, that people who can't provide for themselves kind of deserve to starve, basically. Um, and that people in the U.S. were draining the system and that we needed to adapt more ways like the Philippines who just basically let those people sort it out for themselves. Um, and after kind of dumping all that on me, uh, he found a salad bag and walked away. And I stood there, you know, trying to decide still what I was going to get. But I thought to myself really deeply, because at that time, um, I was... Um, <laughs> I was struggling, uh, living very close with my wallet to my chest, living on food stamps, and he was really, that old man was talking about people like me, and so, though he wasn't, um, you know, naming exactly my circumstance, he was naming people that the government helps, you know, in these hard times, and that included me at that time, and so... That just left me feeling some kind of way. Story two. This time, an interaction with an elderly white woman, probably, again, in her 50s, maybe 60s. Similar to the first story, um, it actually didn't happen too far away, I think, from where this one happened. And again, in my grocery store. <laughs> While I was um, picking up some things, trying to pick out some onions, um, since that's my favorite vegetable, um, I was kind of lingering in that area for a minute, trying to find a decent bag. And there was a lady that was kind of making a small fuss about um, a specific type of garlic she was looking for, <clears throat> and it wasn't available. And so a nearby worker was going to the back to go grab some. And so while, while the person was going to go grab it, um, this woman's waiting for this garlic. And I'm not too far away, but I'm also trying not to linger. But this woman, she, she took notice of me and starts talking about, you know, how there's issues with the garlic, you know, with all these different things. And I kind of looked at her and I was like, well, what do you mean? And she was like, oh, well, I don't know if you've heard about the different issues that have happened with our garlic because there's just so many problems. And I was just like, okay, can you be more specific? You know, like, I know people, you know how people just are being kind of vague. And so maybe I shouldn't have dug any deeper, but perhaps curiosity killed the cat. And so in this particular case, um, she was trying to tell me that this particular brand of garlic she wanted came specifically from California. And if she got it, or if I guess the store had it available, she would be sure that it didn't come from China because, as she put it, Chinese garlic was picked by children and they bite off the roots themselves. And I just kind of looked at her, sort of hoping that she was joking, but she definitely wasn't. She definitely had to get this Californian garlic because she did not want garlic from China that Chinese children had bitten the roots off of. Oh, and bleached. I think she also said they bleached it too. So I'm not really sure if the bleaching happened after the Chinese children bit it or before. I don't think it mattered, but you guys 
can probably gather the sort of nonsense that that sounded like. And it left me also feeling some kind of way. So I want to bring this podcast to a close with this sort of reflecting point. Um, take it or leave it. Um, but I really want to leave a note of it here because um, I grew up uh, in a very strong Christian household. Um, and there are certain concepts and things that uh, weren't really allowed to be really thought of in depth. And now that I'm an adult and I'm capable of critical thinking and holding more than one concept in my mind at once while still glorifying um, a God I believe exists, um, this is where I really want to bring up the law of one. Um, I don't know a whole lot about it to speak much to it, but it's just something that I've been kind of lightly starting to research. Um, because one of the reasons why there's so much division and issue of being like these people are doing this to us and that people is trying to take this from us is because there's a sort of idea of separateness that creates this sort of um otherness um and though i i I can't really go into the law of one in that sense because i i actually didn't look up the exact like quote-unquote meaning of the law of one just to share here i just wanted to I guess give the concept here. So if you wanted to Google it, you can. Um, it's up to you whether you want to really look look into it. But the piece of the law of one that I wanted to really hold on to was this this idea that we have to stop separating ourselves from others. This separation of people from the self is actually what creates all this division in the first place. It's what creates the... Um, us against them mentality it's what creates animosity it's what what fires and continues to push forward things like hatred um and so i implore anyone to think about how you create others in your own life um and start trying to think of others as yourself so that this otherness can start to die um a lot of us are just doing too much to um try and make sense of why others are suffering and being like, well, they deserve it because of A, B, C, or D. Not at all thinking that someday it really could be you asking for help. Um, so I just want to leave that reflecting point there. Um, I really hope that uh, as this, I guess, I really hope as I get older and a bit more refined i'm able to grab more from this this concept of the law of one um i definitely want to maybe pull up again and maybe and maybe talk about it in deeper depth perhaps but let me give myself the space to do my research too um and actually implore y'all to do the same Always research what makes you a little bit curious because um, it's always time to learn. Buzz buzz. This fly's dipping out of the milk. Take care, y'all.